Hi guys, welcome back to Life Sucks Let's Cope, a podcast where we talk about how shitty life can be and the things that make it a little less shitty. My name's Abby Samansky and I'm it's only gonna be me this week. Um I've done obviously some collabs in the most recent episodes, but I feel like it'd be good to just come on and just have me talk. Um well for one, I'll go into this. Past like two weeks have been literal hell. <laughs> um but also, like, it's always good to, you know, have me on here, build my my podcasting skills. Um, but next week, I will be having my sister on. Um, that should be very interesting. Um, but yeah, the, to keep it frank, the past two weeks have been absolute shit. And one of them, I was in Florida. Um, and I, I, yeah, I went to Florida for spring break. Everything was cool. Like I had pina colada in hand, but I was still like depressed. Um, like everything was fine. And then like midway through, like I was on like just chilling in the bathroom and I literally started bawling my eyes out. Oh, wait, before trigger warning, talks of suicide will be um discussed um during this podcast. So if you know that's something that can trigger you, please do not listen to this. Um or I, I advise you not to. Um, but yeah, I was literally just chilling in the bathroom, getting ready to go to bed. I literally started crying. No, no rhyme or reason, just bawling my eyes out. Um, and I, it just evolved into this, like, I, I just, I'm done. I'm tired. Um, because obviously there's so many different things that were just causing me stress. And I literally just broke down. Um, and I just thought that was gonna be like a one night thing. Like, it's gonna be fine. Spoiler alert. Nope. Um, obviously Florida helped distract me a little bit, but like, and then I got to school and it just got worse and worse and worse. Um, but ever since I got on my meds, I wasn't as suicidal as I was before. Like I would have like once in a blue moon, but it wasn't that bad. Um, but the past two weeks, it's been like an every, everyday occurrence. Um, and so I, I had a psych appointment, which, you know, really helped. And I talked to her and we're going to have my meds, which first off, fantastic. Like, I, I think that's going to help somewhat. Um, but we also just talked about, you know, different ways, you know, to deal with this until the meds kick in or if in, like, just in case the meds don't kick in. Um, so we discussed like what I do now. Um, if I am suicidal and the best thing that's helped me is if I can, I go around someone like someone I trust. Um, just so one thing, like I know if I'm alone, that might not end up well. And it just obviously does not make things better if I bottle them up. Um, so I go near someone and I don't necessarily have to talk about talk about it just you know putting myself in a situation where I can't harm myself is is extremely helpful or if I can't do that like distracting myself but not in a way of like oh I'm gonna just go watch tv and not deal with my emotions like I've been getting into writing um writing you know little poems or you know things like that to express like kind of how I'm feeling um which is somewhat working but it's obviously and my psychiatrist said, it's like, it's not always going to work. So we like developed this safety plan, um, which I think if you do struggle with suicidal thoughts could be extremely helpful. Um, Cause you know, during those times, like you don't know what to do. And obviously you're not thinking entirely like straight. So 
how could you come up with a plan? So we came up with like a three level kind of thing. Number one, if I start to feel, you know, down and suicidal coping mechanisms, and that obviously applies differently for everyone. Um, we have, you know, writing, listening to music, being around someone I trust, um, just ways to get my mind off of it, um, in a healthy manner. Um, and then number two is to contact a hotline. Um, there are so, so, so many different hotlines, whether it be like a phone or text. Um, I'm actually going to put in like this description, like different ones you can use, but I, she gave me two. One was a texting one. You text, you text home to 741-741 and you'll talk to, you know, so I, I haven't tried it yet, but I, she just said like, you talk to someone and they try to just try to calm you down. And she also gave me a, if you live in Massachusetts, um, this is from an organization called Advocates is 1-800-640-5432. And then um, obviously like there's the big suicide hall, like the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, uh, 800-273-8255. Um, so yeah, she, she recommended that next as like a, okay, these things aren't working. I don't necessarily feel safe. So let me, you know, talk to an expert. I personally have not tried to sue with that hotline. I've just never been necessarily comfortable with it. Um, but I think doing that could help, especially because like, I don't expect, obviously I don't expect anyone to just like solve this issue. Um, but I think, you know, putting that on, you know, the people around me is it's a lot and I can recognize that. Um, and sometimes, you know, their comfort might not help. Um, so that was like level two, you know, contact a hotline. And number three being go to the emergency room. Um, because they're, I mean, they're not going to input me into like a psych ward. Like they, if I go in there, I'm like, I do not feel safe by myself. Like they're going to like, they're going to provide me with like a psychiatrist and just put me in an environment where I, where I couldn't potentially harm myself. Um, and honestly, like after the conversation, I felt at least a little better knowing that there is somewhat of a plan, um, because it's been I've gone through different mood swings. I don't know, different periods in my life where I it's, there's not an ounce of me that wants to do any single thing. Um, and it, it impacts literally everything around me. Like today I was at work. I looked like I'm getting paid to do something. And I said, no, I'm good. And I just watched TikToks. And I didn't want to do anything. It's not laziness. Let me establish that. Like this is in no way, shape or form laziness. I know what laziness is. I know what procrastination is. This is so much more than that. I didn't even want to get up at this morning. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't want to literally do anything. It's, it's, it's exhausting. It's so unbelievably exhausting, especially when a lot of people depend on you. Um, like last night I completely, completely broke down and I'm like, I'm just tired when, you know, you constantly, I, I said this analogy, like when you're constantly get hit by a hammer, like consistently hit by the same hammer, hammer, you're obviously going to be in the mindset of like, this is never going to end. I'm going to continually get hit with this hammer and then it's more and more pain. And that's been my mindset, like, 
I guess it's just been like this shit. I'm so I'm so fed up. I'm so tired of one shitty thing after another shitty thing happening. Um, and I bit of a hypocrite right now, but like I didn't necessarily talk too much about these things. Like I didn't, you know, set up a therapy appointment, but I've I've kind of kept this shit bottle up, which you know did not help me in the end because. I mean, now I'm talking to people. Now I'm reaching out. Um, but I think there's there could have been at least a little bit more I could have done beforehand to, you know, prevent it from getting this way. Um, but there is an upside. I shouldn't say an upside, but I, I guess me getting in this, like, um, period where, like, this depression period kind of shows that, like, I guess no progress is linear. Like I was getting better at one point. Like I didn't have such bad like moments. Like I had like a day or two where I was kind of just sad, but like it wasn't to the point where I was suicidal for like a good two weeks. And to the point where I didn't want to get any of my work done or literally did not want to just take care of myself. And I just wanted to lay in bed and sleep all day. I thought I was cured before. I'm like, sweet, let's do this. Sure. I'm going to have a couple bad days, couple eh. But it's not going to get to the point where I have periods of this, you know, depressive state. And here we are. Let's clap it up for that. I don't know if this is a clap button. You know, what? I'll take it. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I do have, you know, a psychiatry appointment every three weeks because then we can talk about these things. And I can recognize that, like, medication is for everyone. I mean... I tried Zoloft before and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. Um, but I think that will definitely help. But, you know, reaching out to my therapist is another thing. Um, and I'm not saying like anyone needs to get a, like, go and pay for a therapist. Like, you know, a lot of my listeners happen to be at Bryant. So like Bryant offers free counseling. Um, and I think just trying to at least talk you don't have to flat out say like, I'm feeling this way or this way, just being like, I'm not okay in this moment. And I just need to somewhat talk about it. That's okay. Cause you know, ignoring it, being ignorant towards it is not going to help you in the end. So just first recognizing the fact that there's something wrong is it's huge and it's a lot, but I thought I was getting better. And then this happened and I wanted to just give up. And I'm still in the mindset of like, why, why even try? Like, it's never going to get better, but like I erase our progress in such a short amount of time that like, I know it one day it's going to get better. And like, I'm already making the steps for it. One big thing, one big stigma around suicides, like, but, but, but you have this and you have this and you have this and like, why, why, why would you be suicidal if you have this? Like, don't you think I know that already? Do you think I'm choosing? to be this way like choosing to feel this way god no but those little things like the you know my friends and family and loved ones like yeah i have them and that's what keeps me going in the end um but someone could literally have everything you ever dreamed of or what you see as the perfect life but they might not be happy with it and they might just conceal it or use things to fill that void or fill that sadness um Cause I can recognize the fact that I have a lot of my life and I'm very grateful for it, but that doesn't cancel out 
any of this. Like I'm still, I'm still sad. I still struggle with things. <sighs> yeah. Like that, that, that was the most frustrating. Like that's very frustrating when I explain this and they're like, but, but you, you go to school. Like, yeah, I, you know, I am grateful that I am able to get education. The education caused me stress. I don't like it. <laughs> I hate, I trust me. I hate feeling this way as much as the next guy. And like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It will never make sense. Like there is no rationale behind a lot of things that people struggle with, like anxiety, for example. Like there was no rationale behind half the shit, probably the majority of the things that was stressing out when I stressed out about them. And there was no particular thing that like triggered me to become, you know, extremely suicidal. It just happened and it just hasn't gone away. Um, first coming up with some sort of, you know, plan, some sort of coping mechanism. So you at least have something to rely on. Um, but you know, if those little things don't happen, like reach out to a hotline or someone like an adult that you trust, because I guess the main point people were driven is like, people love you. There is at least one person in this world that loves you at least one. And that's an Abby guarantee. And it may not feel like it. And that's how I felt. I'm like, I, I know I have, you know, people in my life and like, I know I have people that love me, but it doesn't necessarily feel like it. So obviously it's easier to rationalize like why I'm suicidal and why it would just be easier if I were to just commit. Um, but just reminders of yourself, like remind yourself that like there's at least something, someone, it could be a pet for all I care that loves you and wants you, you know, to stay alive and to be healthy and to be well. Um because yeah, last night I was like, I'm fucking tired. I'm so done. I don't want to do this shit anymore. And I had to have someone remind me of literally everyone in my life. It's like, you have, you know, you have your dad and you have your sister and you have your coworkers and like each individual person that I have. Obviously it did not cure it, but it definitely helped put things in perspective. So I think, you know, one small thing you can do is if you're ever feeling suicidal is literally just like, write one thing that is in your life that you love and loves you back or you can potentially think loves you back because I can I can promise you there there is at least one person that cares about you and just having that person in mind can make it just make even the slightest slightest difference and make you feel at least a little bit better um I guess the person in my life that has always kept me going is my dad. A hundred and ten percent. That man has sacrificed so much for me. And like, I'm not saying I'm all he's got, but I'm his only kid. I'm number one. I'm the OG. Um, and I would never want to do anything to hurt him. So he's always been like my motivator. Um, but yeah, I think even just putting sticky notes around your room being like life like look, things to look forward to or just people in your life it's just little reminders so you don't get so consumed by your thoughts because that is my biggest downfall I get so hopped up on the negative that I lose sight of you know what's good in my life one thing that's always helped me is at my phone I have like a countdown of something I'm looking forward to so like every day I open my phone it's one of the first things I see like for a while, it was the Tyler concert I went to um, 
this month and the next thing i'm going to the dominican republic for um jesus for a wedding um just little things and it doesn't have to be like so like a couple months ahead it can literally be like this week like you are going to a restaurant on friday sweet you can look forward to some good ass food but I think having some sort of thing to look forward to makes you, you know, like something exciting like that. Like it makes it easier to get through the, like the days and the weeks. So you're like, well, this sucks, but Hey, look, I have this to look forward to. And, you know, maybe having photos of like loved ones in your room, like it could be a pet. Like you just put a photo of you and your cat in your room. You'd be like, my cat needs me. And I know damn well, my cat needs me because she, I'm not saying I'm her favorite, but I'm definitely her favorite. Um, but, and su- suicide is just such a, it's a terrible thing. It is an absolutely gut-wrenching thing for obviously the person that does commit and, you know, the loved ones around them. And I think it puts in perspective, like, to remind the people around you that you love them. Because you you literally will never know. You will not know how they're feeling. Unless, obviously, they explicitly say. But, like, they might say how you feel. But you're never going to know exactly how they feel. You can't get into their brain. So, just reminding the people around you that you love them. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't cost anything. Just a quick little, hey, I'm grateful for you. Um, I did that yesterday. Like, after I, like, broke down. Like, I went to... Um, I had Ryan Kosh on the show. But I was like, I'm grateful that I have you in my life. And, you know, it reminds them, but it also makes me feel good. Like I have this person and I can, next time I'm feeling bad, I can text another person and another person. Um, and if you don't necessarily feel comfortable doing, like, if you feel like, you know, you maybe don't have someone that you don't feel like loves you or care for you, like, first off, there has to be at least one person, but that's when you go to the hotlines because those are professionals that can help you like talk you out of any bad or negative thoughts um people have passions people like I know I I work too hard to not go through with my career my career is a huge thing um and I don't know what the future holds but I'm excited for it I'm excited to see you know what I'm able to do and what I'm able to like accomplish so like that also gets me through like I'm going to be a rich ass accountant one day. I got to drill that one into my head. Um, just setting little goals for yourself. And it doesn't have to be career. It doesn't have to be so long-term, but just being like, I'm going to do this one week. Like I'm going to read a chapter of a book. You know how good you're going to feel after you read that chapter? You're going to feel pretty damn good because you did it. But it's obviously so much easier said than done. Like, I should follow half the shit I say on this show, but it's, it's hard to get out of that mindset. And I think surrounding yourself with people that not contradict that mindset, but definitely obviously aren't in the same mindset as you to gauge a better picture of, you know, your life and, you know, what's going on. Um, and if you don't necessarily have that, again, that's what the hotlines are for. And I know there's different like online counseling services you know if you go to school your school most likely have like free counseling and just it won't hurt to reach out to someone that you trust um and you trust and love because the worst thing you can do if you're ever suicidal is not talk to someone about it you're not a burden to anyone's life 
you are not a burden. It is not annoying if you reach if you reach out to someone. Because I know that, that person is going to be grateful that you said anything because he much rather you have said anything than to find out that you did hurt yourself in the end. Obviously, like if someone does reach out to you and they're like, I am feeling this way, like they're not expecting you to solve, you know, world hunger or any of their issues. They're just looking for comfort. For you just be like, it's like hug them, tell them it's going to be okay. You know, remind them of the things that they have in their life because I know in the moment they're not thinking of that. They're not. They're just thinking of whatever is, you know, hurting them and causing them pain. And, you know, they are focused on the negative. And I guess the best way is just be like, talk, like remind them of like why they are here and why they need to stay on this planet and why and, you know, remind them of the things they can look forward to and the people that love them. Because I know I lose sight of that. So, yeah. But if it's a depressing episode, I'm sorry for the vibes. <laughs> um, but this is literally something I've been dealing. I, I mean, I've always, I've always had suicidal thoughts ever. Jesus, since age 13. Um, it's, it's always been a struggle and it, it just goes through periods where it just gets worse and worse. And like, if you're suicidal one day, that's one thing. If, if it's a period, it obviously makes it a lot worse because it's just an everyday thought and it makes you know it obviously makes the different things in your life harder like you think I want to do any schoolwork no no because I'm in the mindset of like why the fuck does it matter it doesn't and you know it affects my work and it affects my relationships so it not only obviously affects you but it affects the people around you so just making a slight step towards you know getting help Again, I'm not asking you to pay for $100 in therapy bills. I'm just talking to someone is is so unbelievably essential because it's hard and it sucks. And it like I said, my therapist, I'm like, I am tired and I fucking don't want to do this anymore. And she's like, I know. And you're going to be tired. But look at the progress you made so far and recognize that. Because I do recognize that. I was feeling really good at like one point. Like I... I mean, obviously I was still dealing with anxiety and all that, but I felt I was doing better. And this is just a small bump in the road. Um, and I'm getting the, you know, the help I need and like, reach, you know, telling the people around me like, hey, I'm not feeling too hot. I'm not saying you should tell everyone like exactly what's going on, but just, you know, saying like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with, BT dubs, um, just so they know. And I can promise you, if you are struggling with something like this, like you are not alone. You are not alone. And I know you're so focused on why you should end it. And this is obviously better said than done, but you should focus on why you shouldn't, like why you should not end it, why you should stay alive. Um, and I think when you're in a better mindset, you should write those things down, like make a list. It can be as small as like a, you should stay alive because of really good mac and cheese. You have it at a restaurant once and you might get it again. Just little things like that. Like write down that list. And if you're ever in such, if you're ever in another bad mindset and you know, you are contemplating suicide, you can just read that and be like, yeah, I do have a cute dog waiting for me at home. Or I do have a sister. Or I do have something to get you out of that mindset. Um, and obviously like 
it's again i'm gonna say this with him it's easier said than done i should practice what i preach um i mean i just want to target and galaga one of those like motivational books um and i'm gonna start writing the things that i do have in my life um because i know like this issue is not going to get solved overnight and like i i wholeheartedly recognize that um but there's little things i can do in the process to make this a lot better and right now what's working for me is just constantly being around people like just i i don't have to like hang out with someone and constantly talk to them but just putting myself in a situation where i couldn't necessarily hurt myself or you know let those you know bad thoughts like override me um i think this podcast has helped me like Oh, I need to stop hitting myself with this microphone. I think this podcast has definitely helped me like hold me accountable because like I will preach it and then I'll go back to my dorm and like back to my life. And I'm like, I really like I'll listen to this. I'm like, I should really follow that. Um, I think that's where like setting goals for yourself really comes in. because You can look back and be like, wow, I didn't do this. Let me hold myself accountable here, learn from it and actually apply it. Um. But just know, just a couple things. Write these down. Get a pen and nice sheet of paper and write these down. One thing you are loved and you are cared for. Second thing, you are not alone. Third off, there was a third. Reach out to people. Talk to people. Remember the things you're grateful for and the things you have in your life. And know that this process is not linear and it's not going to get solved overnight and that or solve every right jesus solved overnight and that has been so hard for me to get out of the mindset of like it's never going to get better yeah it's not going to get better tomorrow or the next day or the day after that and this is so i'm saying this right now because i can but i know later tonight i'm not going to feel the same way with any bit of journey it's never going to be a straight path. And if it is technically a straight path, you're not doing it right. And it's, you're not at your end point. Um, I've also been experiencing disassociative episodes, which if you don't know what that means, I guess the best way of putting it is like, you know, when you play Minecraft and you get to go in third person, you get to see your person like around, like it literally feels like I'm doing that, which in theory sounds fun because you're i said it was minecraft but in practice it sucks um for me it literally just feels like i'm not in my body and i'm literally just watching myself you know do things and you know time moves on and i don't remember a single thing and my therapist has described it as like i'm it's my body's way of protecting me like if I'm feeling an overwhelming thing, like an overwhelming sense of emotion, like my body's just protecting me, um, which again, sounds nice in theory, but it sucks. It sucks. Um, it's, it's draining. And like, obviously like there was a time where I felt like a good, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes passed, three hours passed. And I had no recollection of it done. It would get bad when I was driving and like, I would completely like, I, like I wouldn't, like I've gone an autopilot, but it was to the point where like, I would end up somewhere. I didn't know where I was. Like, I was like, I went to go home and now I'm at a Chipotle and I have no recollection of that 30 minute drive. Um, and yeah, that's, that obviously has not helped. Cause 
I feel disconnected from everything, which makes, um, you make so suicidal thoughts like way easier to like kind of give in because you're not fully connected with your body. Um, and one thing that I, that I've seen has helped is like, again, go to someone, be around someone. And if you can't put on a nice TV show, put some music on, you know, allow yourself to try to gauge your surroundings. Like find five things you can touch four things you can smell, like just little things for you to like, okay, I'm touching a desk. I'm touching like my face. I, I can hear this. I can smell this. Like it, it helps because then you are slowly coming back to like your body and like, you're recognizing things around you. Um, so that, yeah, music has helped, um, like listening to the beach. And if like, I can't, if there's like a speaker I can use, like feeling the vibrations, um, that has helped a lot. Um, I remember my first associative episode, I was like, what the, f-? like, was I dr- like, what is this? Um, and then I talked to my therapist and it is, it's just your body's way of just like protecting itself from any pain and hurt. Um, so again, if you do struggle with that, try, try to be, you know, around someone. And if someone does come to you and they're like, I'm experiencing a dissociative episode, obviously all people are different, but just be like, try to get them to be aware of their surroundings. Um, you know, ask some questions, name something in the room that's blue. What do you hear currently? Um, cause it just slowly gets them back into first person point of view rather than third. Um, but yeah, this week's been tough, but it's almost over. Um, and I know my meds should help and, you know, talking to my therapist and psychiatrist and, you know, implementing the things that I've talked on here. And I talked privately with my therapist or psychiatrist. Um, I think a big thing I just took out of it was like, you are loved and there has to be one thing that you are grateful for and that will keep you living because I may not know you personally, but I know I want you to be here and I want you to live and I don't want you to let any bad thought experience, anything take over because it's not worth it. It is not, nothing is worth your life in any way, shape or form. So, you know, if you ever are experiencing suicide thoughts. Again, I may not know you personally, but like reach out. If you don't feel comfortable talking to a hotline, like I'm, I'm all ears. I can't solve your problems, but I can at least, you know, be a shoulder to cry on and an open ear, just be anything, anything you need me to be. Cause I know what it's like and it sucks. And it sucks even more if you're alone and you don't have anyone to talk to. Um, so yeah, even if, even if you don't necessarily struggle with, you know, suicidal thoughts like even just going down and writing like things that you are grateful for and the things you do love like it could it could help you because you're like yeah this thing sucks but like hey look I have a cute dog or I have a very bright future or I'm going to law school or I have a concert next week sweet like it's little things like that that can you know boost your morale and just motivate you a little more um because I can go through a tough period, but as long as I can do my schoolwork and like, Jesus, efficiently, like, you know, if I can still effectively get my work done, that's one thing. But if it gets to a point where like, I am not motivated to literally get out of bed, that's an issue. And I know like, if 
I let my grades slip or anything like that, like it's only going to cause me more stress. Um, but yeah, if you are going through something like email your professors, like let's, so your mental health comes far ahead of any bit of schoolwork, email your professors. Some are going to be understanding some aren't that's the way the world works. But I think just email and be like, Hey, you know, I'm going through this or I'm struggling with this right now. I may not be able to come class, come to class. And I think there's definitely, you know, professors here at Brian that are extremely understanding of that, which if you aren't, I don't get that. Like you definitely have had a couple bad days. There's no way you can be like, yeah, I'm going to expect students to always be here and have perfect mental health. Cause that's not the case. Um, so I think allowing yourself some time to like not have to deal with that, that's, that's always good. Um, but also not losing sight of, you know, the future and like school. Cause like, if you let it get to the point where you're not doing literally anything for months on end, you're going to regret it in the end. So I think definitely finding that balance of like allowing yourself to, you know, not stress about those things, but also like keeping in the back of mind, like, yeah, I'm going to have to do this at some point. Um, cause the world isn't going to stop around you. Sadly, trust me, if I could just stop it for like 10 seconds, I would be happy. Um, the world isn't going to stop around you, but you can stop yourself from time to time to catch up. And then once you feel better, you know, move on with the world. Um, but yeah, that was a bit of a depressing episode, but it's fine. We're going to no. <laughs> yeah um next week's episode should feel a little bit better um yeah like i said in the beginning i'm having my wonderful sister come on i want her to talk about you know what it's like you know being a 16 year old in today's society you know what it's like to be in high school what it was like to be in middle school she transitioned from a um public to a private um schooling system so you know how that's affected her you know her playing volleyball all that because I think like I'm obviously going to have a lot of people you know my age and maybe older but like there's a whole younger audience out there um and I think the way 16 year olds are nowadays and the way you know was it for me at 16 are drastically different um and I think you know social media and technology has, has a huge part in that so I'm really excited to have her on um and the next couple guests I do have coming on for the like end of semester, I'm so unbelievably excited for. Her. Professor Holtzman is going to be on here. And if any of you have had him, you know, he's a, an amazing professor, an amazing person. So I'm very excited for that. Um, but yeah, I take anything out of this, just know that you're loved. And if you feel like you aren't loved by someone, just know I love you. I love you. And I can't promise you that your problems are going to be fixed, but you're going to be happy one day. And the happiness may not last, but you're going to feel some sense of joy and you want to keep on living for that and keep on living for the people around you. And you want to be able to like accomplish any and all goals you have. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have any, any hot, like any and all hot, like hotlines, in the description so if you ever do feel the need that like you know your basic coping mechanisms are in work and you feel like you need a little extra help like those are there like don't hesitate because I know like I was very hesitant and I'm not going to be as hesitant now because it's 
they're 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 literally designed to help you um they're there to help you um so I think yeah you know making a plan so if you are suicidal you have something to go off of um and obviously a positive mindset is not going to solve all your issues but it can it's a a good short term so I have homework for y'all write one thing you're grateful for and one thing you love and why why you're grateful and why you love it and just look back at that um but yeah thank you for listening to me ramble about the past two weeks and how shitty they've been um I hope you're able to at least get something out of this um but yeah tune in next week to listen to (laughs) me and my wonderful sister who have very similar personalities talk for god knows how long um and yeah if you would like to come on and tell your story or literally talk about anything that makes you happy or literally anything at all feel free to reach out my instagram is always in the description i oh my god i feel like a youtuber saying that um but yeah tune in next thursday um know that you are loved make sure you do that homework and if you feel comfortable enough tell i won't say a single like i won't tell anyone but like you know message me saying like this is what i wrote um and this is why because that'll make me happy and then that that's a way for you to be like to get your emotions and your feelings out um so yeah I really got to figure out a signing off thing. Um, that's, that's my homework to figure out a good, like little sign off thing. So I don't say, okay, bye. Um, so that's boring and generic. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time. Bye.